1: This week on Jordan and Jake. I remember they beat Penn State, and it was the first time in, like, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever it may be. And I remember them beating them, and I'm like, wow, Temple's not usually a football powerhouse. Now I have split practices running. I got B team on one court,
0: A team on the other, and it's an hour total with the B team, an hour and a half with the A team. I mean, we're we're more well-run than the, the New England Patriots are, Jake.
1: Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome.
0: Well, welcome to another edition of Jake and Jordan podcast and this is a week with exciting sports news for all Panther fans. Jake, you know where I'm headed with this. I've been waiting all year. My basketball season is finally underway with 5th grade girls basketball, Jake. I need a story. <laughs> Well, all right. Okay, the Panthers hired a new coach, and that's what we'll predominantly talk about. But since both of us coach youth basketball, I got to say this week I started middle school boys basketball and fifth grade girls basketball on the same week. My voice is a little scratchy. I've been working my tail off, but it's been awesome. My middle school basketball team, Jake, me, assistant coach Richie Brockle, and another uh, dad who coaches 27 players jake on the court at the same time
1: oh my gosh
0: i think i could be the next coach of the panthers after i get through this season of 27 middle school boys at once
1: that is hurting cats
0: (laughs) here's what i did though so I, i we had evaluations old school evaluations jake we had the distance run. We had defensive slides. We did Mike and drill. We did dribble drill. So we evaluated everybody for two days, made the A team and the B team immediately, you know, some feelings were hurt, but we were honest and open with everybody. Now I have split practices running. I got B team on one court, A team on the other, and it's an hour total with the B team, an hour and a half with the A team. I mean, we're, we're, we're more well-run than the the new england patriots are jake it's something to see you should probably fly out here and see
1: what i got going on that would be awesome my question would be this <laughs> i love the Mike and drill and yes i implement that in the girls that i teach now i know the kids have no idea who george Mike is you think their parents have any idea who george miken is and why it's called the Mike and drill no they
0: get They got, they got no idea. I'm certain they don't, they don't know who George Mikan is. They don't even know the purpose of the drill. Everybody wants to shoot three pointers. Charlotte's own Steph Curry. I blame for that. And none of none of my kids can even make a three pointer hardly. So I'm out there all the time, just yelling at them, know your range, know your range. And here's what I ask him, Jake. I say, what was my range in high school? Everybody goes 10 feet. I was like, exactly. You got to know your range. I didn't shoot anything outside of 10 feet. Know your range. So I got them all dialed in. It's like you start coaching this stuff and you can just hear all the coaches you've ever had, whatever saying they said stuck with you. I just regurgitated it, it all the time.
1: Okay, absolutely. Now, boys, listen, that's going to be easier than the than the young ladies because they just, for whatever reason, there's going to be a bunch of them they're going to want to get after it. And then some young ladies will also, but fifth grade, that was my first year coaching. We -hmm. were going to have a decent little team because I had a pretty good ball handler. And I had some others who just, they were tough. They knew how to set a pick and they understood about rebounding. Now we get to the first game. I am ready. I'm psyched. I give a great little pregame talk in the, um, (laughs) <laughs> in the locker room we warm up we get on the bench we know who the starting five is or they're around me you know and i give them one more little pregame, little boots little talk and i and i am i i'm juiced up i'm ready to go ready break we break it down we're the cardinals one two three cardinals one of the starters one of the guards comes up to me coach jake serious as could be i said yeah baby what, what do you what do you have she said can you please shake make sure my ponytails uh, correct and I remember right then and there, <laughs> you need to temper your enthusiasm, not your enthusiasm, your expectation, and just realize this is a, a young child's game and let them have fun. So right uh, right away I knew I needed to kind of take a deep breath, young man, and just relax. And it's been a oh, great deal of fun. It's my seventh year coaching, and I have this year. And I'm almost done with this year and next year, and then I'll be done
0: oh it's so fun man last night with my fifth grade girls who i gotta say like i can get the aggression out of them that's when my voice is scratchy because i am like mr energy you know i always like to have fun playing correct we were teammates i just hate low energy and hate monotony so i'm bringing the energy we let them listen to music for warm-ups hit them on the three-man weave fifth grade girls i got them running three-man weave second day in but we do a drill called ball tough right? So get a partner. Wow. Both of us have our hands on the basketball. I hit the whistle. I mean, it's a heavyweight fight. Who can rip the ball out of the other girl's hands, right? ball tub, I, li- you I, li- gotta know. I like it, dude. It creates like a hundred steals a season. If you can like, they, and one of them asked me yesterday, is this, can we do this in the game? I was like, you're <laughs> damn right. We can do this in the game. And they got like scratches on their arms and they're like, you know, like, look how sweet that is. Yeah. The other teams aren't going to have that, but we're doing, we're doing ball tough, and I created a bad problem, Jake, because there's this one little scrawny girl, and she's like, I want to take you on. So I picked her up by the ball, right? Like she's hanging on yes. it and my arms are outstretched. Well, now I got a line 10 deep of fifth oh, grade girls that I got to do jungle gym with Coach Gross, <laughs> hanging my arms out. Oh, it's great. Tommy but- your
1: life, enjoy it. It's a lot of fun enjoy oh man it. but that's wonderful. it's but- one thing that's one thing that's consistent and this will help transition into where we're going next good is that that it doesn't matter what age what gender they athletes or anybody playing a sport they, they yes. want to be coached they truly want to be coached they want to be taught how to do it what's the why what's the how and you got to go with full energy and i'm telling you i've noticed that with the young ladies i've been able to coach it's okay if you, if you get on them. And I don't, I, I don't mean, you know, kind of gung-ho dad and all this, but, like, it's all right to coach them. They want to be coached. They want to know the right from wrong. And you see how it, it, it just it carries over year after year. And even now, some of the ones I see in high school that don't play sports anymore, they're coming up. They're still giving me a hug. We'd laugh about stories and things like that. I'm just telling you, kids want to be coached. And that leads us right into the new head coach, of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule. Well, I, I was not last week when we were
0: talking, Jake. I said I bet we know who our head coach is by next week, and sure enough, we do. I, I, I won't. I'll let you speak on it as well. I love the way this process went. I love the story of Mr. Tepper and Marty and Steve Drummond flying down there and spending five and a half, six hours in his house. Right when he got back, right when he got back from Mexico, that tells you like. He is at the sugar bowl. Matt Rule is at the sugar bowl. Then he was in Mexico. Then he lands and has his interview with the Panthers. Like I'm sure there was prep happening in Mexico a little bit, but Jake, when I get back from a family trip, like when I just fresh land, I am not interview ready. You know what I mean? Like you're worn out cause kids were fussing about whatever you had to get through customs and that nightmare. And to know that he rolled in, off of his Mexico trip and won over some people that, you know, think about how many people David Tepper's interviewed in his life. And he knows BS when he sees it to win him over in one meeting. It says a lot about the hire. I, I I'm excited about it. We'll see. Lots of talk about Jay. Give me your thoughts.
1: Yeah. You know, Jordan, I, um, from afar, he, obviously his name was, was coming up as a possible candidate. Um, the Mike McCau- McCarthy interview, I, I played for Mike. I, I think that would have been a good hire. Um, and I didn't know who the other guys were going to be, you know, if he's going to interview some of the the other the other names. But Matt Rule, and, and I started watching him more so when he was at Temple because I wasn't playing. So, I, you know, I get to see some college football. And I remember they beat Penn State. And it was the first time in, like, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever it may be. And I remember them beating them, and I'm like, wow, Temple's not usually a football powerhouse. This guy's doing a good job. And then, like, the next year, they were even better. And I was like, man, who is this guy? Then he goes to Baylor. And I'm sorry, guys. This, I mean, the nail was in the coffin for the death penalty for the University of Baylor football program. And what he did to turn that program around in a short amount of time is nothing short of remarkable. So you knew he had juice. You knew he had energy. And obviously, he was a football coach. Then you start finding out some more of the backstory. Walk-on linebacker at Penn State. Uh, played a little bit. Sound like he was one of the guys that the team just, like, loved. And he's just a grunt. And he just started at the bottom. And he just kept on working and working. I mean, he's he's at Western, Car- uh, Western Carolina when we first get to uh, to the Panthers in 03. He's an assistant coach there. Uh, and just kind of worked his way up. And he's done it the hard way. He's done it the right way um and certainly his press conference when i watched the press conference i, I was looking I, I was looking for a jock strap to put on and start playing again i mean like i want to <laughs> be around those guys i want to be around a teacher i want to be around a high energy guy that wants to teach and it, it's going to be tough it's going to be hard because it's not easy if it was easy anybody could do it you know i got to send a shout out to john fox because that's one of his sayings but it, it's true it's it, it's it's very difficult and just watching his energy, his passion, his emotion, and the whole family tie, and he wants to build a program and about a process. I, I'm beyond excited about where this is going to lead.
0: Well, I think that one of the things I looked for most when I was around position coaches, head coaches, anything, but head coach in particular, Jake, is, and I only had two in the NFL. I was fortunate. I had long standing coaches, I had John Fox and Ron Rivera, and they both were excellent coaches. But They're they're people, too. So there'd be some seasons and some points in the year when I felt like their mission was clear and other times when you knew that there was some indecision as to what the message needed to be or what the plan was or what the schedule was. And that's not a knock on those guys. It's just the way it is. And the thing that it seems like when you you read back on old articles about Matt Rule or you listen to any of his players speak about him, even on Twitter, kind of the feedback you're getting from former players is that, he's got a process. He's had a plan at both places and it's, it's at temple and at Baylor and it's turned into success. And that's, and and that's obviously what coach uh, Dave Tepper said he wanted was sustained excellence. Right. And this guy's getting, Matt rules getting like, in my opinion, like one of the premier or deep premier opportunities in the NFL, he's coming in with a new owner who, is talking about how many resources he has at his disposal david tepper said yesterday numerous times that i think the owner has a lot of resources i mean he's making (laughs) jokes about his wallet you know and he says we're going to spend it matt Rule's going to get to help design a brand new facility that's going to be the best in the nfl he's going to get to have a budget that's through the roof for strength staff sports science he hit on that yesterday the analytics and the And the recovery and the treatment and the nutrition. So, like, there's uh, one of my early meetings with Dave Tepper said he told me that he wants to set up the organization for players, staff, everybody, so that all inhibitors of success are removed. Like, there's no excuses for your lack of success other than your ability. And that's what he's given Matt Rule. So, this is going to be neat to see how this thing gets painted and created. I can't wait to see what the staff hirings are, Jake. You know, that. Washington, the Redskins hired Ron Rivera, which I think was a great hire. And it's that retread, you know, that's kind of the term we're hearing this offseason, the retread. So Ron went up there, it's a new place, but a lot of the same faces, you know, Scott Turner, Pete Horner, John Matsko, uh, a lot of the same guys. Matt Rule, we have no idea who he's going to hire, Jake. It might be guys that that come from out of nowhere. It might be college guys. It might be a former pro head coach. The staff, I feel like is
1: gonna be really, really exciting. Well, the one thing Matt Rule keeps saying, I want teachers. He said yesterday, and I and I listened to this press conference a couple of times, and I watched other, I was just kind of all in on the on the press just listening. It was he I want teachers. I don't care if I've never worked with a guy. Is a guy a teacher? And I know if they're a teacher when I'm interviewing them. I I know what a teacher is. And as a player, isn't that all you want? I know that's all I ever wanted. You know, you could be hard on me or whatnot but if you were teaching me and making me better and i know you were doing it for the betterment of my one myself and then uh, two to the team then that's all i can ask for as a player that's all you can ask for is that a, a teacher do you teach and that's something i think it gets lost in the nfl sometimes because high school that's to me that's the greatest influence you have on a young kid you know truly teaching them how to play sports the right way and things like that then you go to college, and you're going to hone your skill a little bit more. But the people that are playing in college, they were the best high school athletes. But when you get to the NFL, it's the best of the best. And it's not even close. A good college football player just can't make it sometimes. So they can come from any anywhere where sometimes coaches feel that they don't – the teaching aspect is almost – doesn't have to be there. We're going to implement a game plan. Why? Oh, because these plays work. Well, how do they work? Give me the why. Give me the how. Show me how. Let's break down a coverage. Let's break down a protection. Let's break down a run game and tell me why these fits work. Why? Did, I mean, that's what that's to me. Knowledge is power. And a teacher is just so, so crucial in, your, in somebody's development. And everything you listen and hear from him, that's what it's about. I listened to something that I, uh, I heard about him. It might have been a few weeks ago uh, when his name started popping up. And he talked about their first year at Baylor, either 0-11 or 1-11, and 11, whatever it may be. And he said, listen, it was difficult. Every day was hard. He said, but if I didn't work that day to teach and get better that day, then I wasn't doing doing justice for my team. And he said, we just worried about that day to get better. And if we got better that day, then then at some point it's gonna turn. And look how quick he got it to turn. Well, to me, That's what you want in a coach. That's what, I know I keep saying it and that you can maybe feel the kind of enthusiasm in my voice, but I want to be around those people. I want to be around those guys. That's what's going to make it fun. That's what's going to make me learn, make me better, make me compete, make it fun.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about the college to NFL transition. I know he was with the uh, Giants as an assistant O-line coach in 2012 and had an awesome O-line then with Chris Snee. David Boss was on there, David Deal, like some real tough-nosed, old-school guys. And Tom Coughlin was the coach, obviously, so really learned kind of that old-school discipline style that that I know that uh, Mr. Tepper was looking for. But, Jake, you know as well as I do, there was a point in my life growing up in Idaho, a player out of the Big 12 or the SEC they were 10 feet taller than I was and they were 50 pounds heavier and they were six times faster, right? And and there are some of those guys, but you know, now after coming all through your whole career, you were a raging Cajun, small program. When I was at Utah, we were in the uh, mountain West, smaller, smaller conference. Yes. Big 12 has pro level players. Yes. They play some studs. Yes. It's, it's a high level of college football, but Jake, you know, there's, a world of difference between a college roster. I don't care if it's Alabama and an NFL roster. So Matt rule has been around the pros some, but he's lived in college. A couple of things in my opinion are going to happen. He's going to get around all these NFL bodies. The first time he gathers his team together in one room, and he's going to be shocked at the difference between man for man, pound for pound college players and grown men, NFL players speed of the game as well. So it'll be interesting to see his offensive style and his, you know, kind of what's worked in the past. Corners are different. O-linemen are faster. Linebackers, God knows, are way faster across the board. How do you see that, you know, down to the X's and O's, Jake? How does that go to transition from his college philosophy and what worked there to an NFL team?
1: Well, I think it comes down to technique and fundamentals. So another thing about Rule, you know, he talked about hey, their recruiting budgets probably wasn't the same at Oklahoma as it was at Baylor. And he knew he might be, might not have been able to get a top five to ten recruiting class every year. But he can get a 20 to 40 recruiting class, somewhere around there. And so one thing that he wanted fat guys that were fast. Where's a guy that's extremely fast? Can I make him into, you know, is he a little undersized? Can I make him into this undersized type linebacker? Can I make this guy that's a kind of maybe a – a linebacker in college could run, but I think I can add a little more weight to him and put him as a rush in, things of that nature. So that's, that's teaching and developing players. Listen, Thomas Davis was a safety at Georgia, and we saw him transition, you and I both firsthand, in 2005. He was our best special teams player, and it wasn't even close. He was probably the best special teams player in the league. But he was making the transition, trying to play some safety and teaching him linebacker. The body was starting to grow and he was learning a whole new position. But in the meantime, he dominated special teams. And then the transition started with him as a linebacker and he started developing, develop and grow into his body. But that's through teaching and technique. And, and, and that's the thing that everything you hear about rule, that's what he's like. He is down and dirty. He gets down and dirty with the players. He was an assistant O-line coach. He coached the D-line. He coached the quarterbacks, the tight end, the receivers, linebackers. He's coached all the positions both offensively and defensively. So you're going to get around a lot of the same guys in the NFL because all 32 teams, it's a level playing field, so to speak. So you, everybody has a chance to get the same players via the NFL draft and our free agency. But now do you teach these guys and get them to buy in and get that true, true team concept? that enables you to win football games. And you hit you hit on the Chris Snee and the New York Giants and that bunch. And it's something else that was said, was said by Snee. He said, listen, he came into this room from college, assistant O-line guy. And he said, we had a pretty tough room. We, we would, we would kind of bust some chops pretty good. Said he never said a word. He just got there and he just worked his tail off. And he would work every day, every day, every day. And at the end of the year, you know, obviously the relationship starts to develop and things of that nature. But he said we respected him so much because he didn't come in and act like, "Hey, I'm the assistant O-line coach. Do what I say." He he told us, "Guys, I'm learning from you guys too. I'm learning, and I'm gonna I'm a I'm a no, and I'm gonna teach y'all what what I believe is right and things like that." Well, to me, that's somebody that gets the big picture that understands.
0: Well, I, I I'm excited about it. I think that this hire if nothing else on the business side of things has got everybody fired up for the 2020 Panthers season, right, Jake? I mean, it ended in in a rough fashion, interim head coach losing at the end. But to hire Matt Rule and have everybody so excited about his press conference, he he won everybody over right there. I mean, just his public speaking and everything. But uh, I, last thing I got for you is you said he was at Western Carolina in 03, and I, I knew that as well. You know when we left for the Super Bowl, you'll remember this. It was snowing in Charlotte, correct. And when we left the stadium on Mint Street all the way to the airport, the streets were lined with fans cheering us, right, cheering us on. Correct. I think I remember somewhere around Moorhead or Street. Or so. I now now that I'm seeing this picture more, I think I remember Matt Matt Rule there. Cheering us on, waving a big Panther fan or flag. You know, I think that's the kind of fan he was of us, Jake. So it's going to be a nice, uh, it's going to be nice for you and I. We're, he's going to be so starstruck being in Carolina when we were big and famous, Jake. It's going to be a good transition for you and I.
1: Oh, well, I hope so. And it's funny. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I, uh, I do remember that, Jordan, and, and, and his down memory lane. It was snowing that Sunday that we were flying out to Houston. And I lived in South Park, so which was all of what eight miles, six, seven, right. eight miles maybe uh, from the stadium. I think we have to be there like at noon. I think I left at nine yep. o'clock because I had a South right. Louisiana boy trying to drive in snow for the first time. I said, Very "I horrifying. am not. I am not going to be late to miss this bus." So I left enough time in case I needed to uh, use those my two legs to walk there. But no, no. it's a um, it, there is definite excitement, um, but I I think also listen. We have to realize this is a team that struggled down the stretch the last couple of years. And I think there's some deficiencies on this team. I mean, so I don't know if this is an overnight fix. I think this is something that a seven-year contract, to me, it looks like, okay, I got a chance to put my process in place. And, and, and it might not look great early on, but I'm a builder, and that's what I do. So, I, you know, that's where you hopeful fans take the big picture and say, okay, we might have some bumps in the road, but are we seeing progress?
0: No, you're right. And it's going to take a year or more, Jake, to get the staff, the organization top to bottom just the way that Dave Tepper and Marty Herney and Matt Rule wanted to look. So I think you told me this, and I'm going to steal it as my own if you didn't because I can't remember who else did. But when the Panthers move into their new facility next year, that's when I expect it to be the Dave Tepper Panthers. Because I don't know that Rule's going to be able to come in and hire everybody just exactly who he wants in every position at every place and assess who's here and who he wants to keep. It's going to take some time, Jake. I'm going to say that as well. So, Panther fans, be patient. Where he's been before, where Matt Rule's been before, it's taken a couple years to get the ship righted. But with the seven-year contract and the support of the st- – of the owner and the general manager behind him, I think there's good things to come. So next week, Jake, we don't get to talk about who the coach might be. We're going to talk about playoff football or something. I said last week I was excited to see the Patriots game because I was hoping they would lose and mission accomplished. So maybe it's time for a new dynasty in the NFL. It's going to be the Carolina
1: family. Uh, I like it. That would be music to my ears and certainly the, the whole Carolina region. So hopefully uh, this is the start of a, uh, a very fruitful and uh, profitable run.
0: All right. See you, buddy. Talk to you next week. Take
1: care.